This is Gray Man Media Content. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Wolf Takes a Bite. Today, I am talking about an incident which was an event that nine Russian hikers died in northern Ural Mountains between 1 and 2 of February 1959. In uncertain circumstances, the experienced trekking group from the Ural Polytechnical Institute, led by Igor Detlov, had established a camp on the eastern slopes of the Kroat Skalin Mountains. The hikers were so determined to leave their tent in the blinding snow, they scratched and ripped through their tents and all of them died. Today, on Wolf Takes a Bite, we are talking about the Datlov Pass incident. Thank you for watching, comrades. I climbed into the hills. I, I would, I'm romantic. I would like Bigfoot to exist. One type is about three feet tall, very dark, not humanoid at all, yet lizard-looking. The creatures that I have seen mostly have been the, uh, the greys. To the search for truth, little grey men, little grey men from outer space who actually abduct humans. Welcome to Wolf Takes Bite. I am John Karloff Wolf. This is host, co-host, sorry to Ukraine, Devin Gray. Yes, we are. Very sorry. But this episode was planned and we have nothing else. Marker. What? Yeah, probably. You should get the Bigfoot one. No. And you should do full shots. There's only two shots here. Yeah. Okay. It's brown vodka. That's what this is. <laughs> it's brown vodka. Yeah. Ah, ah. Brown vodka. Speaking Russian. Decent accent. Not too good. But not bad. You know that that, that light there, that's going to bounce off those sunglasses hardcore, right? Unfortunate for life. Yeah. Also glasses anyway. True. It's 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 six one hand half dozen cocks in the other. Oh great! <laughs> yeah, you know it's six bullets one hand, half dozen bullets in the other hand. You know how it is in Russia. Lots of snowballs going around one time. This is basically how we started World War Three. I am so sorry to the <laughs> Ukrainians. Yes, we are. <laughs> yeah, that was gonna come off super sarcastic because of maybe what when you're this doing. comes out, it won't be problems. Oh yeah, I don't think so. Well, we picked bad time for the episode. No, Russia picked a bad time to fuck with us. Russia, yeah, I can't say anything in accent. Yeah, that's pretty bad. You're not helping my case. Not a good idea. Fuck it, doing it anyway. All right. Disclaimer. 
this we planned this episode way months, in advance before months. Russia decided to do dumb things to be dickheads but anyway uh sorry ukraine john is sticking to the bit it is nothing against you it was it wasn't it be around looking over there hopefully the russian all accent, of this is cut we need to start over hopefully it'll, it'll be so bad i'm honestly trying not to do the accent anymore but it's not working spinach Nope, see, I still do it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> so today, Devin, that we was talk fine. That was fine. I told you, just let me do it. It was good. Okay. So, today, I'm having a hard time getting out of accent that I use for intro. Maybe it will fall off as I get more drunk. Okay, let's move on. Devin, I was going to say, Devin, Ukraine, your thoughts? No, just kidding. <laughs> Devin, what do you the know? Fucking train wreck. What do you know about the death low pass incident? Remember, censorship. I think it was um I think it was aliens. You know you think it was aliens. Okay, that's aliens. very early on. Why do you think it was aliens? Uh I don't know a whole whole lot about the dial off pass. Um I watched a I think it was a BuzzFeed. They, they have these two guys who does like mysteries, kind of like what we do, but we do it better and funnier. I'd um, hope so. Yeah, we do. Uh, they just happen to have a larger platform than us. Sorry, BuzzFeed. If you ever want to work with us in the future, that's fine. I am also <laughs> willing to fill out any application necessary. <laughs> but they did, a, they did a video on Diet Love Pass, and it was like, uh, you know, it went through some specifics and stuff like that. Uh, I tend to think that it might have been aliens. There's many theories on that Loft Pass incident, as well as a factual government cover-up. No surprise there. <laughs> what? So the that Loft Pass incident, and I apologize to everybody. Normally, I was going to apologize to Russia for fucking up all these names. But in case sincerely... I am not apologizing at this time. Hello, World War Three. I want to laugh, but that's so, <laughs> so close to being true. It's scary. It is. So, in the Euro Mountains between 1 and 2 of February... 1959, we talked about uncertain circumstances that experienced trekking group from the Europolytechnical Institute of Korat Iskar during the night. Something caused them to cut their way out of their tent and flee the campsite. While inadequately dressed, however, for the heavy snowfall and sub-zero temperatures. By the way, Devin, did you know? That during this incident, it was a bombing, negative 27 degrees. That's pretty bombing. I somehow went to Afghanistan with my accent. Um, that is like a normal 72 degrees in Moscow. Man, if you're listening to this episode, it's... Uh... If you're still here, trust me, it will get better. That was it, Irish. I'm having fun with my life, Devin. Don't tell me how to live! Anyway, how many deaths? Multiple. Cause of trauma and hypothermia are reasons that they died. 
supposedly. This area was actually closed for three years. Also, using the accent, if I'm fucking up a word, it gives me time to fix the word as I'm saying it. Versus English. You can you, just try speaking slower. No. <laughs> yeah, okay. Dude, I, I've been trying for 31 years. <laughs> it is not easy. Take me for what I am. Do you know why... That, for who I was meant to be. Do you know be? why that is, though? It's because you have to think about how you're going to say it in the accent. That's why I slow it down. Right. So yeah. if you just thought about the words no, that normally... <laughs> I'm just glad you recognize what's happening. I just can't do that. Also, it is not negative 27 degrees in here, and I am dying. Please put bullet in brain. It's like a nice 70 degrees. A little warm for my taste, but hey. I'm wearing winter coat and yeah, fireproof t-shirt. It's unnecessary. I'm going to test it later on the program. Anywho, wake up, America. I'm taking off my shirt only on YouTube. This is still really hot. I don't know why you wore all that. Listen, Devin, it was comfortable in my house where it is cold. It's because you don't have good insulation. You see, you lose gas mask, you lose accent. <laughs> Man, I need a hat. I need a hat. Oh. Boy, eventually this episode will get started. Oh, we have already started. <laughs> anyway, so hey, guess what? I'm back. Oh, John! Hey! What's up, buddy? Not much! I, you know, <laughs> took me a while to get here all the way from Russia from that last report. Yeah. Yeah. I'm surprised they let you on a plane. Me too. <laughs> Although, we're not restarting. You're just seeing what you think would be a second take. It's not. <laughs> this is a comedy podcast, by it the is, way. It yeah. is, it is. That's a if you're a first-time listener or viewer, hit the like, share, and subscribe. So anyway, we're talking about that love pass. Anyway, after these groups' bodies, love that word, these bodies were discovered, love that sentence, an investigation by Soviet authorities, Putin, <laughs> determined that six had died from hypothermia. Hmm, unlikely. While the other three had been killed by physical trauma. Now, what kind of physical trauma are you getting out in the woods, bruh? I don't know either. So one victim had major skull damage. Two had severe chest trauma. And another had a small crack in the skull. Now there's even more in depth that we're going to get. With that. Um, but we're, we're, this is just a summary for now. So for basically, I am losing my damn mind right now. This story has got me so on edge. I feel like everything I ever knew about Russian mountains was wrong. What did you know about Russian mountains? Doesn't matter. They were wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, um, four of the bodies were found lying in running water in a creek, according to the Soviet investigation, by the way. Mm. Yeah, let's go ahead and just preface it that two of the bodies were found missing their eyes whoa now tell me Devin. according to specific accounts determined by coroners russian soviet investigators mm -hmm. which well, honestly let's just say they probably just said this because they just wanted to get the fuck out of the cold they were like this was 
Totally yeah, avalanche. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Avalanche yeah. killed all people. Hey, you're fucking freezing your balls off, right? All right, let's just call this an accident. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, that's what it was. <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, while avalanche took their eyes, avalanche love eyeballs. Uh, so basically, that's what they said it happened. It was. Uh, they said it was an avalanche. It was a compelling natural force that caused these deaths, Devin. Bullshit. Now, numerous theories have been put forward by um, people who have heard the story that this is basically Russia's claim to fame story. Uh, as far as their, they got everything going on here. They they got cryptids, they got aliens, they got natural disaster, they got psycho interactive cannibalism. Sure, um, there's there's a whole thing. There's every theory of every cool thing that we like to talk about on this show. They have fucking in this one story. It's pretty amazing. <clears throat> now, of course, hypothermia, avalanche, and kaba, catabonic winds. Have you ever heard of that? No, I, I can't say I have, sir. No, no, I did look into this. Um, so I'm trying to see if I can see how to say this correctly because this word is fucking weird. Also, I'm loud, so if you can turn me down and then back to where I was, that would be great. Catabatonic winds. So, um... <laughs> Which basically is infrasound-induced panic. Um, apparently, in specific, very rare conditions, winds can reach sp really high speeds and whirl into tornadoes, and during blizzards and stuff like that, they can cause a frequency that causes you to go mentally insane. Sure. The brown note. No. That's shitting yourself. But close, same principle. Only real. <clears throat> so, obviously, there is some military involvement here. Now, Russia did open a new investigation into this incident recently in 2019, by the way. Now, we're in 2022. And its conclusions were presented in July of 2020. Now, that is pretty quick turnaround for an investigation, if I don't say so myself. Was what, less, less than a year? Less than a year. Yeah. Now, uh, the avalanche that had led to their death... <sighs> Survivors of the avalanche had been forced to suddenly leave their camp in low visibility conditions with inadequate clothing and had died of hypothermia. That's what they're saying. Now, Devin, do you think that's true? No, I think it was aliens. I think it was definitely bullshit as well. Uh, so the deputy, deputy head of the regional prosecutor's office said that, in a quote, it was a heroic... It was a heroic struggle. There was no panic. All members were very tough, serious Russian members of society. But they had no chance to save themselves under the circumstance. A study led by scientists from EPFL and ETH Zurich published in 2021, suggested that a type of avalanche known as a slab avalanche could explain some of these injuries. Now, Devin, a slab avalanche, just so you know, is a very low incline avalanche. It's not like a normal avalanche where you need a lot of high-packed, fresh powder snow on a loose mountain rock soil to be able to cause this fracture in the snow shear to be able to cause it to fall down. We all know how avalanches work. Now, a slab avalanche is an extremely rare event. Also, usually doesn't accumulate enough snow to cause amounts of damage that would be a worry. Now, this was a very slight incline. Anyway, moving up to the pass, they were still at the bottom range of this mountain. There's no way 
that this would have caused enough panic for you to bolt out of your tent, leaving all of your gear and your clothes behind. Not to mention the fact that they cut their way using stuff to get out of their tent. So that means whatever this was was so terrifying, it wasn't sudden. An avalanche would be sudden. You wouldn't know it if you were in your tent that an avalanche was coming. You wouldn't know. You might hear a little low rumble. You'd hear it. But it would be so fast, it wouldn't matter. You're better off in your tent holding the bracing and giving yourself an air pocket. You're probably screwed no matter what. I mean, most avalanches you are. But if you create an air pocket around yourself, there's ways to survive the avalanche. These are experienced hikers and skiers. These people are so fit, Devin. I'm talking about, first of all, they're Russian. (laughs) They're hot. They're Russian. They're hot. They are athletes. And I tell you how I know it. They were supposed to send a telegram on the 12th. Uh-huh. Back to their athletics team for the ski club. For sure. So these are fit, experienced mountaineers. In fact, the one woman on this team was so fucking tough on a last expedition, somebody accidentally shot her in the chest with a fucking rifle. She didn't complain. She didn't cry. In, in fact, the whole time, the only thing she said was, I'm so sorry I'm causing you all of this trouble. Just please leave me. I will take myself and walk to hospital 36 miles. She didn't give a fuck. This bitch was tough, bro. We're talking Russian tough, bro. You know what I'm saying? Now tell me which one you prefer. You want me back to Russian or you want me to stay the way I am? Because see, I, I think the Russian's better. He's at least more respectful. At the very least, anyway, um, this mountain pass area has later been named the Datlov Pass. Now, interesting fact, the Datlov Pass, now is named if you try to go there, is actually like about two or three miles away from this where this incident actually happened. Interesting, right? So you're going to name an area after thing, but then you're not going to go to there for that thing? What's that about, Devin? What's that about? So the Datloff Pass incident, however, the incident did no, occur 1700. No, fuck you. Fuck you. You don't get to just gloss over that shit you just pulled. You don't get to just pull a fucking... What is this? So what listen, was that? It was over 1,700 meters away from the uh, eastern slope of the Kohalat Slaffy Mountain. Um, the prominent rock outcrop in the area is now a memorial to the group, though, and is located about 500 meters... East southeast of the actual site of the final camp where all these uh, things happen. Now, interestingly enough, Devin, uh, do you know much about radiation? <laughs> no, I don't. Okay, so several of the members, specifically one, uh, was found to be highly radioactive. Aliens. Interesting, right? Interesting. So here's the background of this group. This group was formed by a skiing expedition across the northern Urals. Um, That was their whole point of being there, first of all. They had four cameras that were part of the group to take uh, pictures of this cross-country, down-mill, whatever, fucking ski trip, you know? Now, according to the prosecutor, here we go again with Big Of, documents that were found in the tent of the expedition, the tent that everybody ripped themselves out of because they were so afraid. These documents were found in the tent of the expedition suggest that the expedition was named for the 21st Congress of the Communist Party of the Soviet Union. Now, that obviously makes sense. So, 
and it was possibly dispatched by local Komsomol organization. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, Igor Detlov, a 23-year-old radio engineering student at Euro Polytechnical Institute, now Euro Federal University, was the leader who assembled this group of eight others for the trip, most of whom were fellow students and peers of the university, each member of the group, who consisted of seven men, two women, was an experienced grade two hiker and ski tour experienced individual. Now, and would be receiving grade three certification upon the completion of this event. So, they knew what the fuck they were doing, is what I'm trying to tell you. And I'm telling you, there's foul play. Are you okay over there? Yeah, great. Oh, good. Now, at the time, this was the highest certification available in the Soviet Union. And required candidates to traverse 300 kilometers or 190 miles of open terrain. Devin, can you ski 190 miles? Sure, I'm not even positive I could stand on skis. I don't know if you can make a 19 feet. <laughs> I, I'm telling you, I don't even think I could stand on them, bro. I think I'd fall immediately. That's what we need to do. We need to go snowboarding together. Snowboarding I can do. I've done snowboarding. Oh, okay, then we need to go skiing together. I can do both. It sounds like fun. Either way, I just want to see you fall. Um, <laughs> Whatever. The route was designed by Datloff, and uh, the group by... Datlov and the group to reach the far northern regions of the and the upper streams of Lizabal River. The route was approved by City Route Commission. Thank you so much for listening. It was good seeing you. I know we're only making seven minutes in in the show. Watching, probably entertaining. <laughs> Listening, God bless you for making it this far. Facts. So the yeah 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 yeah. So the root division of the same round are going to the second going to interest in sport. By they confirmed the group of ten people. By the way, did you know two, like one of the guys that was supposed to go on this group trip said, "I broke my leg. I'm not going." Well, that's a pretty good. Uh, that's not a good reason. That bitch was shot. <laughs> She still went. <laughs> Maybe she was just harder than him. I mean, yeah, probably. Yeah, I think so. Russian women are tough as fuck, bro. Mm-hmm. Don't fuck with a Russian woman. You would think the Russian mom is bad? Piss off a Russian wife. Then you're in trouble. <laughs> Anywho. The mountain was about 10 kilometers or 6.2 miles north of the site where the incident occurred. This route undertaken in February was estimated as a Category 3, the most difficult time to traverse. Hence why they were going to reach their third level certification. On 23rd of January 1959, the Dadloff Group was issued their route book, which listed their course as following on number 5 trail at T- this certain time at the fucking mountain, whatever, City Committee of Physical Culture and Sport listed approval by for 11 people. <clears throat> now, the 11th person listed was Seaman 
Zotolovrov, who was previously certified to go with the group. Now, he already had his third certification. He was basically going to guide this whole thing. Now, here's where i got to put my glasses on and get serious because i got some stats for you. Take that, <clears throat> take that shot of that uh, of that brown vodka there for. <laughs> now we can get into some stats. Now we can do some stats. Let's go. <clears throat> There's 101 reasons that this vodka is brown. <clears throat> now here are the butchered names of the deceased. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Igor, Alaskar Dadlov. Oh, fuck. Yori Nikolavich Dorovskinko. Ludmilla Alexandrov Dubnira. Gregory or Yori Alexiev Karskarov. Alexander Zekorov. At Katlov. I think you could have just said Alexander for that <clears> one. <throat> Zienda. Alaliskinivan. Klomanagrova. Rustiam. Vladimirovich. Slobendon. You got Slobendon. Nikolai. Vladimirok. At Tirebrecht X. Brilness. There was an X in there. I don't know what the fuck to say. Semen Alexander Adonosian Don Sorov. Yudimov Yudin. Now. Nailed all of that. That's the rumination of the name. I don't know if I said it right. Anyway, so most of the people said, are said to have died of hypothermia. Lou Media, one of the females. Internal bleeding from severe chest trauma. Nikolai Vladimir Rosvinen. Something eggs, but I'm gonna God rest your soul. Fatal skull injury. Semen. Now, semen. Semen also died of severe chest trauma. I was waiting on this joke. So he got such a big load into his chest. Mm -hmm. I'm ready. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm ready. There is no choke, Devin. That's what happened. That's just it. Oh, okay. Yeah. He had such a load happen into his chest that semen died from internal damages. There, <clears throat> now, here's the thing, Devin. This is what I find really weird about the whole thing. A lot of the people didn't have any soft tissue damage, especially the ones with the, the, the most trauma, right? It was all internal trauma, like as if they got into a fucking high-speed car crash mm -hmm. or maybe were thrown out of a goddamn UFO from way, way, way up. That one. Interesting. But the way the bodies were doesn't make sense. John's in rare form today. It is. So, you know what? There's a tree, Devin. There is a tree. Don't touch me. There's a tree. Don't. Please don't. I'm good, man. I'm good. <laughs> Stay over there on your side, on your side of the table. <laughs> All right, so there's this tree, right? This big fucking tree, this giant goddamn tree, almost five meters up in this tree. <laughs> God damn! All it, of the branches are ripped off, and there's parts of just skin and muscle 
On the tree? Inside of the park, yes. Like, they were going up this tree naked at such a rate of panic that everything in their way was getting knocked down, and they were climbing up. Now, what is five meters tall and would chase you up a tree, Devin? I don't know how much a meter is, but I'm, my guess is you'd, maybe a bear? A fucking Yeti! Oh. Bears can climb trees. Yeti, Yeti can't? I don't think so. I've never heard of a Yeti climbing a tree. That's my theory. <laughs> you knew this was going to be a good episode. Put it in. Yep. Okay. Okay. So now, now here's the deal. These diaries and cameras found around the campsite, which by the way, haunt. If you, there was a fucking avalanche, Devin, there was an avalanche. Why is the campsite still accessible? Huh? What do you mean? The campsite. The tent wasn't covered in snow. Oh, I see what you're saying. I see where you're getting at. Yeah. In fact, one of their ski poles was still standing upright in the snow. Yeah. That's... If there was an avalanche, it would be buried. Yeah, it sounds like the government's covering up the fact that UFOs mm-hmm. fucking marked these dudes. Yeah. In fact, around this giant tree I'm talking about, uh-huh. one of the very mutilated bodies was found to have actually dug into the under the snow to create a basin wall, mm. a type of survival wall against the cold and snow and the wind. So basically, it's like the tree goes down like this, and then you got, this is the snow line, right? So the snow line's here, and then you dig yourself a nice pocket Mm -hmm. down here, and then you dig a pocket this way. This way, it gives you cover from the wind and the snow, and you settle it with, like, pine needles and other shit like that to create warmth. It's a survival technique, which means they were alive long enough to think about what to do to survive. Now, most of the naked individuals, unfortunately died of hypothermia. Now, a lot of those other ones that were very horribly mutilated had the clothes of the deceased. So that shows they all died at different times. Can I ask you a question? Yes. One of the bodies was irradiated? Had a, a severe high amount of radiation, yes. But then again, it's okay. Russia. So, you mean, so, it's normal. But it, it was only one of them. So it wasn't like this this person it wasn't like only the whole one was group. tested. But now here's the thing. If the government was thinking mm-hmm. far enough ahead to test somebody for radiation, mm-hmm. isn't that a red flag? Yeah, huge red flag. So that's my exact point is if it was the Yeti, why was only one person irradiated? And furthermore, finish that. Don't leave I was gonna save a little bit for later. Why? That amount? What are you talking about? I just like it. Oh yeah, that's that was mm, that, that was, was gonna, gonna be, be a nice good. sip later, yeah. <laughs> If if it was Yeti, why why only one of them was uh, irradiated? And also, if <laughs> God damn it, if they were trying to protect themselves from the fucking Yeti, why did they dig themselves a little hole? Maybe the Yeti went away and they were hiding, or they were ch- being chased. The other ones were being chased by the Yeti. I don't know. The Yeti is just an option. It's just an idea. We'll get into that. Uh-huh. So I'm I'm just trying to wrap my mind around all these different circumstances and things that just doesn't make sense about this incident. Yeah, you know, and specifically, here's the thing. Do your get your thing, do, do your little wipe.
So the next day, the hikers started to move through the pass, and it seems like they plan to get over the pass and make camp overnight. This is when this is before all this happened. Now, because of the worsening weather condition, the snowstorms decreased visibility. They all lost direction and were devastated. And they they deviated a little bit more west than the original pl- plot was supposed to be, right? So, like, you know... Uh, <clears throat> so, basically, uh, because of the worsening weather conditions, snowstorms, and decrease of visibility, they lost their direction. And towards the top of the mountain range that they were around uh, is when they realized that they made a mistake. Now, the group decided to set up camp on the slope. About 1.5 kilometers downhill of a forested area. Which means, if there really was a fucking avalanche, that alone would have given them shielding. They were in a forested area. Mm-hmm. There was trees. There was a lot of things to stop that very slight amount of snowfall to affect them in any way. Yeah, you wouldn't have had to go very far into the tree line of the forest to break all that up. Exactly. Now, you're didn't speculate it. That Detlov probably did not want to lose the altitude that they had gained. Or so he decided to practice camping on a mountain slope. And they were actually further up than they thought. Wow. Yeah, I was trying to make that sound effect work. Did not. Yeah. So here's the deal. There is some really, really... I, got, I mean, I'm not even joking. The juiciest of information, as always, is only available on my podcast forum only. Apple, Spotify... And anywhere else you can listen to podcasts. So if you don't want to be poor person, then please go listen to podcasts anywhere podcasts can be found. We will give you ultimate Soviet access to the system and let you listen to all secrets of that love pass, but only available at Greyman Media sites and GreymanMediaCo.com. Find all of your resources there and follow me, like me, subscribe to me, because I am king at poor information giving. Welcome to the show. I am John Wolf. Drink your water. God damn it. <laughs> that was one hell of an outro. It sucks it was in Russian. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Bye. Do you do you believe? Welcome back to the audio only portion of Wolf Takes a Bite. Today we're still covering the Dyatlov Pass, and I believe John's here. So, John, yes, welcome back to Dyatlov Pass incident. I am something. I am host. Hey, <laughs> welcome back to the audio. It's like you forgot how to do the show every time. <laughs> I was on roll, but then you say, no, we must cut roll and go for audio only roll. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> it takes me 30 hours to edit 20 minutes of video. Imagine doing the whole fucking show. You'll never get it done. It would take me one week to edit. You'll never get it done. It still takes me a week to edit. No matter what I do, I don't know. I don't know. I just say that this part of the show... You're so fortunate and also so unfortunate that you don't get to see all of the amazing things that I've researched visually. There's a lot. 
You know, it'd be a good place for them to find out about all that stuff. You know what? Start checking my social media for a lot of that That's stuff. That's a really good idea. Yeah. If you go the day that this episode comes out, John puts up all of the. Um, Don't say that. It'll come out within the week of this episode coming out. I mean, I'm just asking for a small amount of organizational skills. That's, <laughs> I, I don't, don't have feel, any. I don't feel like I'm asking a lot. I really don't have any. I don't feel like I'm asking a lot. I did a lot of work this past week. I'm very proud of you. If you could consistently do that, I'd probably get off your ass. I mean, that would be great. Welcome back to the audio-only portion of this podcast, where we're talking about that love past still. Sorry, not sorry. Hi, I'm John. Sorry. I just love that you think it's funny. Dude, that's such a bad thing to be sorry for. <laughs> Hi, it's me. I'm sorry. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's just one of those fucking things. So before leaving uh, the last section, we were talking about Detloff and how he had agreed that he would send a telegram to the sports club. We weren't specifically talking about that, but we're talking about Detloff Pass anyway. So this is the deal. Yeah, hit me. I wrote my notes, and I didn't follow them. So, hey, you know what? Uh, so, anyway, so he agreed that he would send a telegram to the sports club as soon as the group returned to Vidnia. 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 Whoa. That's better. And yes, it does feel better. So it was expected that this would happen no later than 12 of February. But that love had told Jordan before he departed from the group that he expected it to be longer. So when the 12th had passed and no messages had been received from the dead love group, there was no immediate reaction as delays of a few days were common with such expeditions. Sure. On the 20th of February, the traveler's relatives demanded a rescue operation, and the head of the institute sent the first rescue groups on that day, consisting of volunteer students as teachers, and as well as teachers, as well as the army and the militia or the police uh, of forces had to become involved with planes and helicopters and ordered to, everybody was just ordered to join this operation everybody that could right makes sense sure let's find these nine people yeah on the 26th of february the researchers found the group's abandoned and badly damaged tent think about that Devin. so this is like almost what nine days ten mm. days after their supposed incident, when they time-stamped it, which who knows when this actually happened on the expedition, really. Well, it's the Siberian wilderness, right? Exactly. So we could say at least over a week since this incident or their death had occurred. Mm-hmm. The campsite baffled the search party. <clears throat> In fact, Milikai Stravatin, the student who found the tent, said that the tent was half torn down and covered with snow. It was empty and all the group's belongings and shoes had been left behind. So they left their shoes, they left their cameras, research gear, everything. Uh, investigators said that the tent had been cut open from inside. Nine sets of footprints left by people wearing only socks or a single shoe had, or even barefoot could be have followed Away from the camp. I think it's strange that in nine days that 
There were still footprints in the snow. Isn't it? Yeah, that's, that's quite, strange. especially as bad as the snowstorm supposedly was on the day that they died. Sketchy at best, sir. At best. Now, yeah, that, that actually, did, I didn't think about that when writing that's this, but up. that raises some questions. That's fucked up. So it sounds like to me that the Russian government could possibly be trying to cover up some murders. Is that possible? Mm-mm. Okay, well, if... We'll get into the reason why, because there is some more well, I'm just wondering, conspicuous injuries on these bodies. Because my friend was wondering. Oh, really? If you, <laughs> Are you uh, is your friend also a Russian Detlov? Because this guy is doing a lot. He's a vampire. He's a goddamn werewolf. He, he's just doing a lot this I'm week, just, isn't well, he? Well, he just, I'm just wondering if, if I was a government official, if my friend was a government official, and he wanted to. You government official. And he wanted to cover I've got, up some. I, I, I can't be here. <laughs> I can't go by Ravens cube. <laughs> and he wanted to. <laughs> and he wanted to cover up some murders. How exactly would he go about that? The well, way the Russian. I government would start did. by watching the that show. I think it's on HBO. Um, it's called How to Get Away with Murder. Uh huh. Anything else? No. All right. <laughs> Is this your new bit? <laughs> <laughs> I like how it took two episodes because the first time you were like, okay, this is like too much. The second episode you were like, stop. And now you're like, oh, is, this is a bit. I got it. Is that just Sam? Just very influential <laughs> or influenceable, I should say. The student who found the. There, you should be able to find that easy. Damn it. I knew that was coming. <laughs> anyway, nice set of footprints left by people wearing only socks or a single shoe or even barefoot could be followed leading down on the opposite side of the pass <clears throat> 1.5 kilometers or almost a whole mile to the northeast after 500 meters or 1,600 feet. These tracks were covered with snow. Now, think about that, Devin. You were asking about the tracks. Why, after a week, they were not covered with snow? Uh-huh. But about 1,600 foot away, the snow did cover the tracks, but not previous to that. Even stranger. So what does that tell you? Uh, foul play at best. But how would there be no other tracks? That's, yeah. It, well, I'm, what I'm just trying to figure out is if, if this entire area either had an avalanche or had a snowstorm, uh-huh. why was only part of the tracks covered uh-huh. and the other tracks weren't uh-huh. after a week. Yeah. <clears throat> At that, you know, snow is still going to fall suspect. So it's what suspect. I think is that something went back mm-hmm. and literally placed themselves in the footprints and followed only the footprints backwards. It's the aliens from the UFO, bro. Mm-hmm. For sure. Wearing maybe the shoes that were all missing that they put back into the tent. No, the shoes were gone. Oh, earlier you said that the shoes were left in the tent. No, I said that, and that the footprints. All were left of the items people. of clothing, except for a couple individuals, were missing. You also said that the footprints were only were made by people only wearing socks. Yes, so that they would have to replicate a human foot, which I mean they mutilate and couldn't have enough random humans to be able to do that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And, and they're then, telepathic if it's the grays, so you know, I mean, they could have just floated. Yeah. Is that sure? Yeah. It was aliens. Magneto. 
That's not going to stop them. That's just going to piss my neighbors off. All right. So here's the deal, Devin. Um, three wait, of the- wait, 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 wait. I, I didn't get to ask my question. Sorry. Mm-hmm. I wanted to know if they have tents and stuff, and they're obviously well-seasoned you know, climbers and expeditioners, they definitely have equipment and shelter to protect them from the elements. Why would they leave their shelter just to create a different shelter? <clears throat> See, that's a wonderful ask. That's and I tell you, something had to have terrified them so much but then they that only, they had to leave that tent in a hurry. But then they only left like 1,500 feet away. 2,000 feet. Even still, if if it's like they a spread predator? off in different directions. Okay, so that's the thing. A blinding snowstorm was happening on this day, right? According to like snowfall reports, etc. Sure. So there's evidence of a blinding snowstorm, but not an avalanche. But at the same time, whatever terrified them enough to leave their safety of their tent, which again, not that safe. You're kind of trapped into a bubble of uh, you're in a hot pocket. You're a hot pocket. Um, <laughs> for whatever that's trying to eat you. Uh, but the tents were torn from the inside out. That shows that they were trying to escape. So, I mean, that's a valid method. You cut the back of your tent if you have a predator in the front. Yeah, that's fine. But any predator is bound to chase you for at least 2,000 feet. But they all split up in nine different directions. But none of them had soft tissue damage. Now that's where it gets weird. Yeah. Right? Also, radiation, um, well, see, weird. I, there I'm was radiation. weird. I'm stuck on this radiation See, that's thing. the thing. So the radiation was only on that one individual's clothes. Yeah, well, but clothes that's, that's the were one, radiated. That, that's the one that got fucking abducted before they fucking marked But here's the thing. Most of the bodies, even the ones with hypothermia, had severe burns on the tops of their hands and the tops of their heads, but only on those places. Now, what would cause... I, other than a tractor beam or alien yeah, beam or it. some kind, right? Like some of amount of heat up from a jet, a blast, something. Harrier? Are we back here? Harrier? <laughs> Possibly. I'm just saying, there's nothing else that would cause your head. Your head gets burned. Your hands go up. Your your hands are now above your head, and they get burned. Right? Tops of the hands, tops of the heads were burned. But that amount of heat transfer, I mean, obviously, like, that had to have been something much, I mean, more precise, right? Because, I mean, uh, if it was a Harrier jet and it was a fucking request that they'd all been burned up, their, all their whole body would be melted at that point if they got that much of heat damage. But they got third-degree burns on their tops of their heads and tops of their hands. Now, the interesting another thing is, too, there was a uh, Dubinia and where was wearing Kirovonov's burn. We're wearing Kirovonov's Ishko's burned, torn trousers. So the trousers did get cinched. Okay, interesting. I didn't see that first. Uh, and her left foot and shin were wrapped in a torn jacket, showing that she had a break or bleed that she was trying to s- subdue. Now, on the night... Why is that so... On the night of February 1st, 1959, the hikers, led by Dalov himself. Nope, we're going to skip that. That was a repeat. So a criminal case was actually opened onto this case and closed soon after, by the way. It remained classified until the 1970s. Now, the Dalov's past incident became one of Russia's greatest mysteries, inspiring numerous books, documentaries, and feature films dedicated to the tragedy. Among the different theories circulated over the decades were an attack by a Yeti-like creature, 
or an explosion caused by a secret weapons test, nuclear mi- micro arms test is mm. what this supposed thing is, falling rocket debris, or even some unknown psychological force that drove the hikers to kill each other and maim each other and burn each other in the ways that caused all these incidents. But the thing is, those physical traumas we were talking about before, they were to a degree that no man could physically cause by and himself. No animal. No. No animal could no, have done no, it. No normal size animal that we know. Even if you got punched in the face or chest by a bear, it wouldn't cause this. It would be a, the equivalent chest damage on that one individual as going up to a 70 mile per hour car well, rate. Well, that's the fucked up thing is it's not even just that. Even if a bear could do it, it would have left soft tissue damage. Had to have. Because it would have been immediately to. physical. Yeah. There would have been a bru- there would have been bruising. Yeah, probably would have been open cuts. Con- well, the chest was concaved though. But that's just that's because the rib more cage than is several being, broken ribs. Yeah, that's the rib cage caving in on itself. That's not an open tear in the skin. But that's the thing: the chest wasn't ripped open; it was damaged from the inside out. That's what I'm saying. That's the freaky part. No, no, no. The real freaky part is the missing eyeballs, and then this the fact that I haven't got to tell you yet: the one one of the females. Mm-hmm. She was found with no eyes, soft tissue missing from the, her upper lip only, and her upper eyebrows showing bone exposed, so her upper jaw was exposed completely. She was missing her eyes, and here's the weirdest part. Her tongue was missing. That's weird. The entire tongue surgically cut out. Mm-hmm. From You know, your tongue goes down into your esophagus, right? Sure. Almost to like right here, right above your... Sure. Okay, well, it does. It goes right here above your collarbone. Mm -hmm. So that was all gone. Now, the weirdest part is that her stomach was filled with coagulated blood, which shows that her part was pumping, as well as many of the other individuals showed that, you know, their injuries as well. But her specifically, her stomach was filled with that blood that was coagulated because it showed that her heart was pumping, when that happened to her. Yeah, so she, she was, was alive. Yeah, she was alive. When her tongue and eyeballs were ripped out of her face. Yeah, that's wild. Now, what animal do you know None. that specifically None. attacks specific items? I'll like tell that? you which one. It was the fucking aliens, bro. Yeah, that's what I think. Now, p- prosecutors last year did conclude that the group was killed by an avalanche. Obviously, we know that it's got to be bullshit. Um, they found that most have died of hypothermia, but questions still remain. And the, these questions include how an avalanche could happen on such a slight slope or how it could have been triggered hours after the tent was actually pitched as well. And why several of the group had traumatic trauma injuries, not normally seen in avalanches. The researchers created an analytical model to look at the slab avalanche release under the environmental conditions in which the mountains were set up for their tent. Their analysts suggest that the hikers could have unknowingly set up camp, hacking a ledge into frozen ground for shelter on a weak layer of snow. Still doesn't add up, though. No, because if that was the case, the avalanche would have happened almost immediately, not hours later. Well, then their counterpoint to that was exactly what you said. Um, And the Russian government came back with this. During the night, the winds may have deposited more snow in a slab above the tent that researchers estimate the avalanche could have been triggered between 9.5 and 13.5 hours after the hikers set up. Okay, that's all fine and dandy. Sure, I can get on board with maybe that's what happened. 
That does not explain the injuries. Anything else. No. But see, they weren't trapped in the snow. They weren't trapped in an avalanche position. They weren't trapped in anything. They all made it and escaped in various directions. Fuck all that. Even if they did, even if they were, that doesn't explain the injuries these people had. That's true. It doesn't make any goddamn sense. So I Aliens. did a little bit more digging. Now, of course, the abrasions and bruises and fractures that indicate blunt trauma and hand-to-hand combat on one of the individuals, by the way. So he got into a fight of some kind. Um, was he the only one? He was the only one. So it wasn't in between the hikers. Right. Because if, Every, if he was fighting... Everybody had different injuries. That's what I'm saying. That's yeah. why it doesn't add up. Yeah, that's weird. Now, all the trauma uh, for most of the individuals was internal trauma, which is like they got it from a car crash. Like I said before, there was no soft tissue damages, bruises, or fractures on the external layers of, of the skin. Now, the tongueless lady took plenty of pictures while they were on their adventure, right? Like, while they were still alive, obviously. Now, Devin, these are not just your normal rations. Remember, I told you, they have been very skilled in training for fitness. And the lady even got fucking shot and didn't complain. Like, you know what I'm saying? There's all these different stories. But basically... The only one found wearing any clothing or many different layers was that one woman who got shot, which means she went around to each body, which means that the blinding snow aspect or the psychopathy from wind doesn't add up. Yeah, she was able to locate the bodies. Exactly. Now, some of the bodies even showed that they were face first, like by drowning, like face first into a creek, but the bodies were nowhere near a creek. So that doesn't make sense. Was there any water found in the lungs or anything like that? Yeah. Any other signs? Yeah, there was different things like that. So the hypothermia and all that other stuff, it basically shows that, like, the body freezed and everything like that. And so, like, they drowned in a creek or, you know, they were exposed to cold temperatures. Obviously, they were naked in their underwear and no shoes. They were going to die pretty quickly in negative 27-degree weather. Yeah, no shit. Um, Now, she was probably the most mutilated out of everybody because she's the only one who missed her tongue. Yeah. Um, she had the worst injuries. Like I said, her tongue was missing, her eyes. Also, she was missing her, um, her nose was broken. And she had four ribs on the right, six ribs on the left broken, and or some of them were missing as well. But there was no fissures or issues like where the body was cut open. So how do the ribs go missing? Yeah. Um, she also had soft tissue on her eye sockets and lips missing. Her jaw was open and broken, and her gums and teeth were exposed. Now... The, there were they estimated a 100 grams of blood so she that and remember I said she was alive before that wasn't just a little bit of blood there was a lot of blood a hundred grams of blood in her stomach she also had a heart hemorrhage she had physical injuries showing like she had a car crash uh, and like I said a lot of the body her body was shown like she was laying face down in a stream mm-hmm. with some of the you know, after postmortem types of things that forensics were able to determine. Okay. None of that makes sense, though. They were all far from running water. Oh, no, none of it makes sense. <clears throat> yeah. None, literally none of it. <clears throat> now, semen, Zoltarov, was found with coins, newspapers, um, as well. He did. He was one of the few people who had a few clothes on him, um, as well as not an normal amount. Now, here's the thing. Remember how I think I said it before earlier, too. If I didn't, there was only four cameras issued to the group. Yeah. 
semen had his own camera, and he was found with it. A fifth camera. A fifth camera. Mm. Now, he had a secret camera nobody knew about. It wasn't listed. It wasn't an inventory for the expedition or nothing. Now, unfortunately, surprisingly, not surprisingly, <laughs> the camera was damaged or had water damage, and the film was not recoverable by the Soviet investigators. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, here's where it gets shysty. <laughs> the group's clothes were tested and they showed that they were radioactive. Mm-hmm. Most of the most of the radiation came from one individual though. Um now of course the Russian government said the avalanche caused this incident, but none of the evidence seems to add up. Several things stick out. And I mean literally, like that ski pole we were talking about. Uh it doesn't make sense that it would just still be standing there Mm-mm. seven, eight, nine days after the incident. Mm-mm. Now, here, now, here's my contradictory evidence. Now, first of all, before I get into it, I want to know what you think. I know you think it's aliens, and I'm really, really kind of convinced that it is. It's aliens. Yeah, okay. Why do you think? Other than what I've told you. Do you have something that you don't know, I haven't told me? Or no, 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 no. Just all the, everything, everything that's happened to these people sounds like some aliens happened upon some people in Siberia. And they were like, oh, shit. And then they tried a bunch of different shit on them. Mm. They were like, oh, well, let's let's try this with this one or let's try this with this one. Because there's a bunch of different injuries. There's no one animal that could have done this. And there's a lot of injuries that nothing that we know of could have done. Right. So here's the contradictory evidence, and this is why I think I agree with you. The tent had collapsed from the side, but not in a horizontal co- Direction, so like not from mountaintop to downhill slope, mm. from the side, mm. opposite of the mountain slope. Avalanches don't go left or right; they go fucking north to south, right? Up, up and down. Up and down. Yeah. Datlov was an experienced skier and much older than many of the students in the group. He was studying for his master's certification, as well as instructing and mountain hiking for this kind of environment and weather condition. He was very experienced in what he did. Yeah. Neither of the two men, Datlov or Zoltarov, would have been likely to camp anywhere in the path of a potential avalanche. Yeah, agreed. Footprint patterns. Now, this is what we were talking about earlier. They, leading away from the tent, were inconsistent with someone, let alone a group of nine people, running in panic from either a real or imaginary danger, even if they were having a psychotropic episode, nothing adds up to that fact. All the footprints leading away from the tent and towards the woods were consistent with individuals who were walking at a normal pace. They weren't even running away, Devin. Mm -hmm. They were walking to their deaths. Yeah. It's weird, man. So the gates in the footprints, that means that the gates in the footprints did not show. Right. Right? The camp wasn't even covered in any excess snow, so that rules out avalanche right away. There's a theory that they went crazy due to the strange phenomenon caused oh, that's by another, madness. That's actually another thing, too. Hmm. So there wasn't any extra snow in uh, on the campsite? Right. Yet some of the footprints were covered up by snowfall? Uh-huh. Ah, uh, sketchy. Yeah. Yeah. Not uh, to mention the fact that the... This madness caused using different pitch frequencies and high-end wing tornadoes and infrared sound, infrasound. Other, the other thing is aliens. Now the storm, the storm, the burns, and the weird injuries 
is all reason for why I think it might be aliens. Yeah, that's weird. Uh, now, there is reports given to outside news sources that leaked stuff to the U.S. and other countries so that way it could get out of Russia because we all know it's very hard to get shit out of Russia. A lot of the sightings from nearby towns, almost 20 nearby towns or surrounding this mountain range, had UFO sightings and weird fires or ozone smells, burning ozone smells on this night. This one specifically? Yes. Yeah, it's, it's aliens, bro. The it's trees were where the bodies were found were burned, but only at the tops. It's fucking it's fucking alien. It has to be. Well, so here now here's burn. Now I haven't heard of many alien spacecraft that uses fossil fuel, Devin. Right, but it so could've... that confuses me a little bit. But yeah, but your skin gets burned from over oversaturation of radiation. So it could have been, but anything we know about space travel on the show, we know that they don't use radioactivity. They use anti-gravity. We don't know. They use anti-gravity photon reducers as filled out by our motherfucking friend (laughs) in area 51 and S one. We don't know for sure. Bob Lazar. There's also, tell me more. There's also more. Go listen to Bob Lazar episode. There's also more species of aliens. There are. But do you think they're using fossil fuels or radiation-based engines? No, I have no idea. So do you think I they're using no plutonium-style engines in Russia I, only? Sir, I have no idea. I don't think it's plausible. I just, I I just, just don't know how you. Ex- I don't know how you explain this phenomena without the. I'm thinking if you were going to murder nine people in the forest, um, the best way to do it would be to cause as many inconsistencies of injuries as possible. Okay, you tell me how to fucking drive a car up to the mountain and hit people while not causing any kind of tire tracks or anything like that. No, you do it post-mortem and then you pay off the fucking corners to give a different report. So government cover-up? Yeah. So earlier when my friend was asking... About how to. Yeah, I think he works for the government. I'm not going to talk to your friend anymore. I want to know. No, I'm not talking to your friend anymore. I don't want to know, but he wants to know. Did 50 plus witnesses lie about these UFO sightings and smells and fires that randomly started? Well, according to you, the government created them, so. Potentially. I'm I'm not ruling out aliens. Don't get me oh, wrong. Aliens. I'm just saying it's because it's fucking aliens. I mean, I think it has to. It has to. Which, which is why this is so right up our alley. Oh, dude, I know. But the main theory across Russia, this is the one that's wi- most widely accepted, is that it was a yeti. I mean, look, I think it could be a yeti, but that that would mean that the yeti is capable of doing so much more that we're just not aware of, which is possible, absolutely possible. I just don't understand. So we don't think it was this catabotic wind bullshit? No, fuck no. Because here's here's my whole argument against that. If there was a frequency that drove people crazy, fucking uh, MK Ultra would have found it out. No, this is a natural phenomenon. Yeah, but it's a fr- it's a sound frequency, which right. means you can recreate that. And if and if that was possible, governments around the world would know how to do it. But the expedition proposed that the group of hikers constructed two Buellvac shelters, one of which collapsed, leaving four of the hikers buried with severe injuries as observed in the Datlov Pass incident. So this could be a plausible explanation. No, it can't. Why? It doesn't explain the eyes, the tongue, the radiation. No. 
crows uh, and other the um, burnt treetops, the burnt skulls, the burnt hands. No, sir. Okay. It doesn't make any fucking sense. How did I become the anti-protagonist in this episode? Like, what happened? Well, because it it just doesn't make any fucking sense. All right. It just doesn't. Sixth theory. Military testing. Possible. Wrong place, wrong time. The campsite fell within the path of a Soviet parachute mine exercise where this theory alleges that these hikers were woken up by loud explosions by the Soviet operations of a secret testing where they exploded mines midair using parachutes to create damage down below in a remote area of uh, their landscape. As far as I'm concerned, that's the only other thing that could possibly make sense. It still doesn't explain how someone lost their ribs without any cuts. It doesn't explain how someone... Psychotic break, and they were trying to survive. How'd they lose their ribs without any cuts into their okay, skin? I don't, I don't have to answer that's that. That's what I'm saying. That's the, only, that's, that's the only other theory I could get behind, but there's still some weird bits there. All right, so let's sense. look at some details of this supposed injury list, right? This theory alleges that the hikers would have been woken by a lot of explosions fled to the tent in a shoeless panic and found themselves unable to return for supply or retrieval. After some members froze to death, attempting to endure the terrible conditions, others commandeered the clothing only to uh, fatally be injured by subsequent parachute mine concussions. So a, a, loud, a, a large concussion explosion would cause the trauma that we're talking about, where it the could, ribs are broken. But not removed. Now, see, I didn't say quite removed as much as missing. So the if the percussion was loud enough, no, man, it could have disintegrated. Have you never heard of a bones disintegrating? Sure, uh, in one human being from like one large source. Sure. Okay, but, so they did multiple mind drops over this area. Yeah, not he, knowing that these people were this, there. But this person while was missing the like a postmortem. He had a the couple. bodies were postmortem. No. They could have possibly. And then, radi- and then the radiation on one person from one individual. Well, see, that's what happened to the lady's tongue. Okay, I have an issue. Where's I, the I eyes? Thing. I have a thing about the guy with radiation. Uh-huh. Supposedly, the clothes he was wearing on this expedition were the clothes that he was wearing when there was a nuclear meltdown at his previous job at a nuclear power plant. And they didn't have him scrub? I don't know, David. Yeah, it's not. It's he did work at a nuclear power it's plant. Fucking aliens, he worked bro. at a nuclear power plant similar to the one that was in uh, that well, Chernobyl. The, Chernobyl, yes, sure. He survived uh-huh. that meltdown. Now that's why it could he be, could be irradiated. And of course, that amount of high radiation in proximity to others would cause them to show radiation. Sure. What happened to their eyes? Crows. <laughs> what happened to that lady's tongue? Crows. <laughs> Surgically removed tongue. Crows. And small critters? Surgically removed. I mean. Well, I'm going off the information you're giving. I'm just saying. So the whole point of this military exercise, supposedly, if it even happened whatsoever, was that uh, this theory alleges that the hikers would have been awoken by loud explosions. They were left in a shoeless panic. Blah, 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 blah. Their intended records from parachute mines being tested in the Soviet military in the area around the time the hikers were there actually exist. Now, parachute mines detonated while still in the midair rather than upon striking their surface and produced signature injuries similar to those experienced by the hikers with those heavy 
faster than car crash kind of injuries, percussion injuries. That. that makes sense. That does make sense. Now, is it possible that all these things that we're talking about, all these theories, possibly happened at the same time? No. Aliens, Yeti, and military explosions. No. It could happen, Devin. I mean, it could. And fucking crazy winds. God damn, they went the wrong day to go hiking. We we live in a in a universe of infinite possibilities, so it is possible. It is possible all these things happen at one it fucking is, time. It is possible. Or within like a couple of hours of each other. I just don't there believe it. There was aliens. I just don't believe it. The aliens said, fuck it, we're just gonna burn out and leave. Left the burns. It was aliens. Yeah. And then the aliens. then the rest of the things happened. The Yeti showed up, he's like, arr, 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 arr. The Yeti showed up and he was like, Oh, I want her eyeballs and her fucking out. tongue. Yeah, I'm fucking out. And then the percussion explosions just punch these people like a fucking one hit man punched into the but fucking chest. No, no, but that's not true though because her blood was in her stomach and her blood was pumping. Her heart was pumping. So you that can would survive with your tongue cut out. You know that, right? Yeah, but she. You know how many Russian? Wait, why, that's a very Russian mafia thing run? to do. Is but why did they run? Out. Why did they run? They didn't run. Remember the, the, remember the footprints showed that they walked away from okay, the tent. Okay, so why did they walk away from the tent naked? The winds, the chaotic winds, right? So, <laughs> the catabatonic winds caused so, them to leave the tent. <laughs> right? This is my theory. Yeah, no. Catabatonic yeah. winds caused them to leave the tent. They were all having a psychologic issue. They couldn't find their way back. Then the aliens showed up. <laughs> <laughs> the aliens showed up and burned and, and fucked with half of their bodies, uh-huh. right? Then the military said, well, we're going to do a flyover. Drop some mines over this area. Sure. Caused a little bit of an avalanche. Followed by crows. Followed by crows. <laughs> and the percussive damage the, to their bodies that were just there. Uh-huh. And then and after that week was over, everybody was like, oh, I wonder where these people are at. And then the Yeti was like, here, buddy, drink some water. And that's why that guy looked like he drowned. Yes, the Yeti was trying to save his life. That makes total sense. We just solved the mystery. Thank you for listening to Wolf Takes a Bite. Out of that law pass. If you want more information, I do have plenty more. I think we just cracked it, though. And we'll see you on the next one. Remember, question everything. I forgot to do the outro. Yeah, let's do a real outro. Okay, yeah, let's do an outro. Give a shout out to Podchaser user Safinch underscore. Uh, I hope I got that right. Safinch? Safinch underscore. He left us a a rating on Thoughts from the Mothership, gave us five stars, but specifically he said he loves the guys from Wolf Takes a Bite. So I just wanted to give a shout out to that. Fuck Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, That's also us, by the way. Yeah, that's us. That is us. So yeah, yeah. Savage, uh, why don't you leave a review on this show too? Yeah, and can, I'll absolutely all- add you to my premier listener list. Yeah, we're on Podchaser too, Savage. If you want to give give Wolf Takes a Bite a ranking on that, as that well. would be fantastic. You don't have to go to Spotify or anywhere. I will give you a specific shout out myself <laughs> and learn how to say your name correctly. <laughs> so thank you. And if you uh, and believe us, you, you know, if you leave us a rating, we're gonna fucking talk about it. Oh right? yeah, I mean, it so, will make a whole episode about it. This <laughs> <laughs> leave me a goddamn rating. You know what? Actually, you know what, Steph Finch, if you leave me a rating specifically on Wolf Takes a Bite, and you gotta tell me you did it on the Gray Man Media Co. webpage, once you do that, I will send you personally one item of merch. That is a fucking deal, right? Yeah, that's pretty that's good. That's a fucking that's costing me a thousand. <laughs> But I, I will do it, okay? I will do it. I'll send you merch. Just drop the info. Do the thing. And I'm, I'm going to say that now because, you know what? I, we don't get many of this on the show. No, and this true. is a great show. Yeah. I think so. 
So basically, if uh, the next person to give uh, Wolf Takes a Bite a really five-star rating and an awesome review and then contact John through the website, you're going to get free merch. But it's only for the next person, so hurry up. The first person who does it gets it. You hear that? Let's go. This has been Wolf Takes a Bite out of topic. No. <laughs> what are we talking about? Oh, yeah. This has been Wolf Takes a Bite out of Dallas Pass. I appreciate as always, you can contact me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Wolf Takes a Bite Pod. On Twitter, Wolf Takes a Bite Pod 1. Thank you Wolf so Takes a Bite 1. Thank you so much for listening. And if you're dying to hear us cover a topic, comment below. And also, comment, because John's going to send the first person who comments fucking free merch. Yeah, I mean, you got to go to GreyManMediaCo.com. And of course, this episode is brought to you by Grandman Media, <laughs> and you can find us at GrandmanMediaCo.com, where you need to make that comment. <laughs> Please pick up some Wolf Takes a Bite merch, or if you comment first, you get some for free. If you're interested in starting a podcast of your own, please use the link in the description below. And to start a podcast with Transistor, don't forget to like and subscribe to our YouTube channel so you don't miss the next episode of Wolf Takes a Bite. Comment. I love you guys. Remember, question everything, and I'll see you on the next one. This has been Wolf Takes a Bite. God damn it. Who wants a t-shirt? Comment, bitches.